Acts chapter 16 and verse 16 and uh, something that's as I've grown in my Christian faith something that I have realized more and more that I cannot do without is praise is praise and I remember reading long time back as a young man an article that was written on the power of praise and I just it's always been with me what is praise all about and learning about praise as such so anyway just let's read this portion of scripture verse 16 onwards 16 chapter 16 verse 16 this is Paul and Silas and it's a familiar story once when we were going to the place of prayer we we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit in, by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept our practice. I was just thinking that's so true of what's happening nowadays, you know. You stand up for Christ and what are they going to do? The whole city is going to come out and shout saying, you're doing something that we don't accept. Anyway, the, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was... Uh, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted out, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them and asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? That's a crazy turnaround of things, you know. It's just, it's just amazing as you read the story and uh, just listening uh, and studying for the morning service too. And I was reading the story reading the book of Acts and uh, you know that song that we heard what if you know he says the trials of this life are just his mercies in disguise Paul and Silas were in a tough position but they didn't know that they were going to lead their 
their trouble, their persecution, their torture, their stoning, their being put in chains as such. They didn't know that it was going to end up in someone's salvation. It's kind of interesting because Paul and why are they in trouble first of all? And I have wondered many times why did Paul and the rest of the people who were with him, why didn't they stop that girl right away? Because it was days. And then Paul finally gets mad at her and then he shouts at her. He's like basically not at her, at the spirit within her. And I've always wondered why he waited so many days. I don't know, the Bible doesn't say, but it's kind of interesting. Because what she was saying was the truth. That these are servants of the Most High God and they're telling us a way to be saved. And I think that's why he didn't say anything because she was really telling them. Everybody believed her. She was the money making. I mean, that's how her owners made money. So I think that was just a testimony too. That even the evil spirits testifying to Paul and Silas and everybody else. But anyway, they get in trouble. And now what happens? They're dragged to the front. They've been stripped and flogged. So they're beaten up. And then they're thrown into prison. Not fun at all. And they're put in stocks basically. You know. So they're literally chained, totally chained. They can't really move. But what do they do? It says they were praying and singing hymns to God. Amen. That's the whole idea of praise, I think, is singing hymns to God. Singing hymns to God. The truth about this is, num- what I want to say is, number one, praise or worship does not depend on the circumstances you're in. It really doesn't depend on the circumstances you're in. You cannot allow the circumstances to determine whether you're going to worship God or not. Whether you're going to praise God or not. Because think about it. They're in the middle of... I mean, they've been beaten. They're probably hurting. They're in prison. And they're worse than prison. They're in stocks, basically. Literally chained to a board, if you want to say that. Yet they choose to praise. And we got to remember, praise or worship does not depend on the condition we are in. Why do they praise? Because they know God is still in control. That's what it is about. The reason they can still praise and worship God is because they know their confidence is in God. And God is still in control. And of course they sing. That's an expression of their praise and worship, right? As they sing. And the Bible is full of that. It says what? Sing a new song to the Lord. There's several places in which you see the sing. Sing about God. Sing about His salvation. Sing about His wonders. Sing about His, what it says, His many works, it says. So there's plenty of reason to praise God for and always, and one thing that always I remind myself, music and worship are two different things because a lot of people love the music, but they still don't worship. And so we got to remind ourselves and challenge ourselves not to just get caught up with the music, but learn how to worship and learn, listen to what we're really singing about sometimes because it's easy to get into, you know, just because the rhythm and the mood and everything else. But forget that we are called to worship. Anyway, worship is that and we know worship is a lifestyle too. Because you just can't turn it on and turn it off. You can actually pretend. But true worship is not something you can turn on or turn off and then turn back on. It's something that needs to be consistent. It needs to be consistent. When you realize, and this is one thing, again, as a young man I realized this. When I worship God but don't really mean it, I'm just flattering myself and trying to flatter God. Because I'm singing all about His greatness, but I don't mean a single thing. 
I wonder how many people come to church and they sing all these songs but don't mean a single simple thing. What does that really mean? What does what does when someone does that to you they sing your praise but they don't mean a single thing. What do you do? Man, you're just going to like okay, whatever. I think God has the same way. I really think God treats us the same way sometimes, you know. He's singing, he knows how to do the stuff, church stuff, but has nothing. And of course, we know what is church. Church is giving God his I mean worship is giving God his worth. And the truth is this, we praise things that we earnestly value. We praise things that we value and think about it if you all these people I was uh visiting uh uh India had a couple of wars with Pakistan and this guy was honored and he had got this royal medal like a medal of valor whatever and of course he had passed away but his wife was there and she showed me oh this is what he got after that and they valued it so much and so what did they do everybody that came in they showed them hey see what he did see what he got we do that with the kids too right when they get something they achieve something we show them because we value it and that's the same thing with worship we worship god we proclaim his name because we value who he is in our lives And so all to say that Paul and Silas are in the worst situation they're worshiping God praising God with a song prayer and praising God with a song but see what power of prayer does and power of praise does it broke chains praise breaks bondages as much as we pray and ask God to break the bondages we need to learn to praise God because that is also a key to breaking bondages because all we're doing is praising God we're thanking him and giving him praise for who he is but also his ability to do for us what more than what we can think or imagine Amen. it's praising God in advance and we got to learn that praise breaks chains too not just prayer praise breaks chains too we talked about it this morning Joshua walking around Jericho what broke those walls down was the shout of praise shout of praise and so when we shout god's praise the enemy hears what we say amen and when we shout his praise we're declaring his greatness his goodness his faithfulness we when we praise and shout and declare his praise we're praising god because we are his children and as we declare his praise bondages and chains are broken amen and we need to learn to praise what uh, what else happened here as they praised First of all they praised in the tough situation they praised and the chains fell apart but as they praised people were drawn to Christ people were drawn to Christ because after their praise the jailer who had been was ready to kill himself suddenly realizes that comes and falls at their feet and says what must i do to be saved what must i do to be saved so as much as we praise especially when we praise in tough situation it becomes a testimony to those who don't believe Amen. when we learn to praise god in the middle of our trials it becomes a witness to people outside because then god gives us the victory and then they cannot deny anything else other than the hand of god working in your life that's why they turn back to paul and silas and he says hey what must i do to be saved. And of course, Paul says believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And then verse 32 it says then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. Yes. At that hour of the night the jailer took them, washed their wounds, then uh, immediately he and all his family were baptized. 
the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in god he and his whole family yes hallelujah what started with one person became a witness to the rest of his family Amen. and i'm sure it didn't stop there but you got to go back to the beginning it started because they praised god in the midst of the trial when they praised god they saw their miracle when the people witnessed their praise witnessed the miracle they were drawn to christ and because one person was drawn to christ there were many others who were led to christ too it all started with praise this is just one story of the power of praise we can go through the bible there are several other stories of praise and i want us to focus on and and get into and understand the power that there is in praise the power there is in praise if you drop down all the way to verse 37 but paul this is they come back uh, to the front paul said to the officers they beat us publicly without a trial even though we are roman citizen and they threw us into prison and now they want to get rid of us quietly no let them come themselves and escort us out the officers reported this to the magistrates and when they heard that paul and silas were roman citizen they were alarmed they came to appease them and escorted them from prison requesting them to leave the city after paul and silas came out of uh, came out of prison they went to lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them then they left man you see the way god accomplishes his purpose they came they started there to encourage and to you know to witness about christ they went through a hardship but they still praised god and you see the purpose was accomplished unbelievers got saved and then they encouraged the believers who were already there that's the power of praise father god i pray a god that even as we grow a god we know a god that we ought to praise you at all times we know a god that we worship you at all times a god lord but i pray once again a god that the a greater understanding and a greater lord revelation of the power there is in our praise o lord lord as people come in here into this church lord i pray a god that they will not just be singing and not be just like the music but they will learn to praise and to worship you in song lord lord and i pray a god that our praise will not be dependent on the circumstances we are in a god that our praise will be lifted up to you because as we praise we know you will break down walls you will break those chains a god and you will make breakthroughs in our life a god as we praise you god lord and he's as we praise you god we know a god that people will god lord our praise in the midst of our trials will be a testimony a god to people a god about your goodness and your greatness and your faithfulness lord i pray a god when we go through our hard times a god You give us a heart of praise. Give us a heart of praise, oh God. Lord, we know, God, that your will is always accomplished, Lord. Teach us, oh God, Lord, in the midst of our everyday lives, whether it be a good day or a bad day, teach us to praise, Lord. May we be a people of praise. Thank you, God.